Emergency. Queen's Quest arrived. Emergency. Queen's Quest arrived. Emergency. Queen's Quest to the queens hello ladies gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i am as always alex and i am joined by dylan hi dylan hi alex hey guys it's dylan i'm back we're both back uh i'm watching i'm re-watching some of the show because the subtitles are finally up so that's what i'm doing i'm sorry i don't have a bit prepared for this morning it's okay we um, will have bits don't you worry but before yeah, that we have plenty. Us, this podcast is brought to you by the five star network uh i believe it's is it five star network.co yes you, yes so that's the website uh we do there's like a match of the week thing from all of the contributors there's interviews uh heart editing just interviewed unagi sayaka so that's kind of interesting for stardom fans um so we do have the website but obviously the important thing is the podcast network where uh, you can find us stardom quest you have the all elite cast hosted by scott edwards and the always fabulous six star uh there is also dramatic dream dragons which is a dragon gate and ddt podcast hosted by sandra and friends and then there is also watch tej the leading tjpw podcast in the world uh there may be other tjpw podcasts i do not know watch tej is better so uh, listen to watch Tej. That is it. That is the plug. So yeah, um, you know what's you know what? It, there's there's two things. One, last week I like mentioned something about the trainees, right? And I just assumed because I don't listen to any other Star on podcast. I was just like, oh, I called that, even though I didn't. Widescreen told me because I think Armani told him. So like, it it was not a me scoop. Um, but I like mentioned it on the podcast, and I was like, boom, I was right. I'm the only motherfucker to to cover that. And then I was just like, wait a minute. Every other stardom podcast could have covered it, and I would have no clue. Because <laughs> I am yeah. so isolated in my own. You know what I mean? Like, I, just, I don't. Well, what other stardom shows are there? Like, there's the stardom there cast, but yes. they only run like every two weeks or so, don't they? So they probably don't talk about the trainees. Um,. And that's it, isn't it? <laughs> there's no other stardom <laughs> there's, ones. There's got to be one or two other ones. No, because a lot of them are like Joshi in general, right? Like Star or um, like Scott does Joshi ones. Uh, Bowling yeah. JD does a Joshi one. Um, there's Jumping Bomb Audio, but that doesn't count because it is the worst trash I've ever heard in my life. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, I'm tired of playing nice. That show is terrible. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's any other like stardom based shows so I, I mean i have no idea anyway um i feel like we need to start by covering the recent controversy in the world of stardom um and thank you to shigio for bringing this to the attention of the world um you know oh he, he he did his duty he brought justice to the world so um shigio quote tweeted this announcement by stardom and he basically said Shigio, why do you retweet so many pictures of women? He, he retweets so much. Shigio, what are you doing? <laughs> why are there so Would many? Would you like me to read it for you? Because it's why in our are... DMs. I'm I'm there. I, I see it right here. Yes, please. 
Utami, Talsaya, Izumi, Mayu, Hanan, and Komomo will be wearing wedding dresses at their meet and greet event on February 11th in Jotsu Nagata. How exciting. Yes. So um, stardom is selling these women into forced marriages. Jesus Christ. And you can't I, say that. You cannot say that. <laughs> and I, I, for one, believe that is wrong. Um, stardom should not be allowed to sell their wrestlers into marriage. Uh, Dylan, uh, what, how, how do you weigh in? You're going to make me, like, disagree with that. No, obviously their wrestlers should not be sold into marriage, you psychopath. It's not what's happening. Everybody got really upset about this. And I'm, I like, I get it. It sounds weird, especially Hanan, wedding dress, bit weird. But they have done, the, it. first of all, it's not a meet and greet. It's a variety show that fans are at. They never meet the rest. Like, it's not, it's very separate. They've done this before. And nobody cared. <laughs> the only reason people care is because Shigio's weird. And he said yes. how exciting. It's the yes. only reason anybody cares. That's it. That's it. Absolutely it. Because like like I've said, like there was they did this exact same show, the exact same gimmick, uh, in August. And because nobody translated that was happening, nobody knew. And then there are pictures of like Saya and Utami in dresses and everybody's like, oh they look really pretty. That's cool. And then they moved on with their lives. Because that's what normal people do. Um, but this, for whatever reason, got a lot of traction uh, because Shigio just had to add that how exciting exclamation mark there uh, and make people feel a little uncomfy. It, they're sponsored by like a dress company in Jotsu. Like a, it's a local sponsor. That's why they do it every time they're in Nagata. Like that's, that's it. Mm -hmm. It's not, they're not getting sold into marriage, guys. <laughs> they're fine. They're fine. You'll get you'll get Utami in a suit soon enough. She loves the suits. She will be in a suit. Like it's not yeah, like they they she likes to she evens it out. You know, it's, it's, this isn't mm -hmm. this isn't that big of a deal. Come on, calm down, guys. Yes. Yeah, Shigio one hundred percent made it weird. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Without well, probably without even intending to make it weird. Like English is not his first language to him. Uh, wedding dress and like regal dress because they're more regal dresses like they're not like wedding dresses they're kind of like fancy party dresses um but to him those are like probably the same thing right so he's, he's just said wedding dress because it's the easiest translation um and he probably just went with meet and greet because the wrestlers will be there accessible to the people at the event or something like it's uh yeah, it was it was a strange one, but uh, you know, I'm sure everybody will see the photos and go, "Oh, they all look pretty," and then that's it. You know, we'll be we'll be fine. Um, on non-forced marriage news, um, <laughs> Stardom has announced quite a bit for for the upcoming shows. Um, the first is that on Stardom and Showcase Volume Four, there have been a few matches added. Uh, some of them were added last week, and I'm not sure they were mentioned. I can't see them anymore. But they are they are added. I, um, I don't think I mentioned anything from Showcase last week. No, they confirmed like the four way. Um, yeah, the that happened that. the night that we were releasing the podcast. Yeah. so like we didn't get to talk about it. Yeah, um, but since they have since added um, a Stardom twelfth anniversary Kobe Beef Scramble three way elimination match, it is Stars versus Queen's Quest versus Uedo Tai. I believe the winner gets a lifetime supply of premium Kobe beef. Oh, so, I've, yeah. So I think that's that's the setup here. Uh, the teams are stars: is Mayu Utani, Hazuki, and Koguma. Queen's Quest has Utami, Hayashishita, Sayaka Matani, and Miyu Amasaki. 
and uh, Away to Tai has Natsuko Tora, Starlight Kid, and Momo Watanabe. So you have some of the best wrestlers in this entire company, some of their biggest names, uh, fighting for a lifetime supply of Kobe beef. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Away to Tai should win this because they're always on booking season. Um, yeah. Like, they, they're, the, they're the big bad guys, and I think they should win it. Also, they were in the video. Like, uh, yes. <laughs> Rossi was eating Kobe beef, and Natsuko, Momo, and Kid came up and were like, hey, fuck you eating? He's like, I'm just trying to eat my lunch, bro. It's Kobe beef. And they're like, hey, we want some. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I'll make a match. And that that's what happened. True story. I love that for him. Um, now, there's another... So there seems to be like a another fan vote thing underway, but it's specifically through Stardom Card Party that you have to do it. So mm. I'm sure the results of that will come out eventually. Uh, yeah, how's that you, have, going? <laughs> it is very addictive, I gotta say. Um, I packed a three-star Kevin the other day, so I feel like a celebrity. I got like uh, the three-star Kevin, and everybody was like, holy shit, that's amazing. Um, the temptation to spend money is so strong. Oh, I know. I've seen, like, multiple, like, I don't want to say that they're, uh, like, you know, well-adjusted, because we're all Joshi fans, so I don't know if any of us are quite well-adjusted. Um, but I've seen, like, well-adjusted, like, friends, like, mutuals, be like, somebody please tell me not to spend money on this, because I really yeah. want to. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you need to calm down, buddy! Like, had I not just bought a new PlayStation, I would 100% have spent money on stardom card party it's just so you're just like i get some cool cards like why not it's, it's not that expensive it's like a you know my my fingers are tapping as we speak uh trying not to trying not to spend so yeah it's um they're gonna make so much money on that stardom card party thing it's it's absurd um let's see what else has been announced um so they announced that um Azumi versus Starlight Kid has been rescheduled for the March 4th to, uh, Yoyogi Stadium pay-per-view. And they also officially confirmed that star, uh, cheering is allowed for that match. So uh, the March 4th show is the final of the Triangle Derby. Mm. So they basically gave away that neither of these two women are in winning teams. Which, which may have is weird because Queen's, no, Queen's Quest is like this, in second place in their block. Oh. So they gotta lose their next oh. two matches, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's that's we love that. We love that. Um, but yeah, they've confirmed that for that show. That I don't know. That might go high. I don't know if it goes over the triangle derby final, but I assume it'll be high on the card because they want to. It'll probably be the in between, right? They'll probably do semi mains or the semi finals, and then that match, and then the final. Yeah, which is a bit of a downstep considering it was gonna main event. But you kind of, yeah, you kind of have to main event they, with the tournament. They could have put in a Korokin. Yes. Like in a Korokin main event. I mean, isn't that what they're doing with the goddess belts? Yeah. Isn't that. Yeah, just like March a week 10? later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They definitely could have just done that. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a cool match, anyway, for that pay per view. Um, as you mentioned, uh, Nanai Takashi and Yu versus Natsuko Tora and Raka has been scheduled for the March 10th Cork and Hall show. Uh, BMI 2000 challenged 7-Up after their win at the pay-per-view. And the final bit of news, at least I believe it's the final bit of news, Stardom has well. announced that they will be unveiling five new trainees at the Cork and Hall show on the 17th of February. 
So uh, we really need to get on those Wrestling Observer boards because, like, <laughs> that's where everything is leaked so easily by a very specific person. It's crazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I knew yeah. this like a week and a half ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and nobody else did until three days ago. Like, that's that's wild that he'd just be doing that. But yeah, uh, we were talking about it. is Milano still training at the ground level? Um, I don't know. I assume so. Cause, like, does he have? Does he take credit for the Miyu Amasaki, for Miyu Amasaki's training? Like, I, I don't. I feel like it's a bit less uh transparent nowadays. Cause obviously, back in the day, uh, they kind of were. <laughs> they gave the game away that it's like, oh yeah, uh, Kagetsu's training them, or oh yeah, Fuka's training them, or Hazuki trained this one, or the, you know, like, but now I feel like, so is it Milano, or is Mayu doing it now, or is Hazuki back doing it now? Like, I'm, I'm interested to see uh, who these this crop was trained by and how it affects their, you know, their time. I feel like it's been a while since there's been more than like one trainee at a time. Yeah. You know, this actually, I don't know. I don't know if there's five. Um, it's whoever it's the people who've passed their protest so that might I mean, not it's be multiple though well which is still maybe. i assume maybe it's translated poorly or not translated poorly. maybe we i suppose it'll just say but, trainees so yeah yeah so like this is like one of the first times in a long time that there's like multiple trainees coming out at the same time that aren't twins <laughs> you know what i mean yeah uh, you're looking at like hoshino kamatani the last time and even then, they yeah. came from Stardom Idols. So, yeah, where there was thirteen of them, and it got yes. chopped down to two. What a strange time that was. Um, but yeah, I, I, the... who who did I who did I have to explain to? Uh, I think it's I think it's the person who does. Uh, don't forget about Tawe. I, I forget what the what the show is called. But I was explaining to them that like yeah, so <laughs> Sayaka Abatani was at first trained by Sushi Onita and Tam. And they were like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> they were so confused. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, Star Miles, strange, strange thing. Yeah. Yeah, what a what a fever dream, honestly. And to be fair, it would have been super successful, given that it almost gave them two, like, top stars. Like, because Hoshino had it. Like, she was everything. Oh, Hoshino still has it. She's yeah. a singer now. Oh, really? Yeah, she has a performance coming up. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, like Hoshino would have been a big deal, and Kamatani is obviously now they're like record-breaking white belt champions. Yeah, Adam Idols came through. Um, yeah, the trainees. It's going to be interesting to see what they're like because um, we've seen two trainees now since the regime change, and I think the general consensus is they're fine. <laughs> um, so you kind of have to start hitting on some of these trainees. Um, I. I, wonder, I feel like Hazuki has to have some role in training them. I don't know how they do it. If sometimes she does. it looks like Momo Watanabe is involved, but there's no way she would be putting out like mediocre trainees. I just can't can't believe that, you know. <laughs> um, but then, like maybe it's a case of they train further with their factions once they're done. Like, yeah, their no, that's, base that's training, definitely what it is. Their base training is whoever we assume Milano, and then after that, wherever they go faction-wise, they get further training because Hazuki definitely trains like Momokogo. Yeah, no, and that, that's... I, I think that's definitely... I think it's definitely a lot more uh, faction-based training. 
And I think that's why wrestlers get kind of put into factions a lot quicker. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure Lady C was training with DDM. And that's why Micah and Hameka just started to love her at some point randomly mm. uh, while she was factionless. So, like, you know, I, I do imagine they kind of just find a, a place for them. But obviously, uh, my favorite trainees, like, in recent memory, were trained by Hazuki and Yuishino. So, I think Hazuki and also Fuwa was trained by Hazuki. And oh, we yeah, saw yeah. how fucking immediate that was. She's, she'll be you back know, soon, I, won't she? She's definitely on yes, that Yokohama show. I don't know. I feel like I think this is another one that you can't uh, put on air, but I mean, I, I would imagine they would want her on the Yokohama show as yeah. an exhibition. Because I know she's like preparing to wrestle again, but uh, I yes. don't know. Um, but yeah, I wonder if this is where we see the Marvelous wrestler that re- retrained or whatever that Nagayo mentioned, because it wasn't X. Um, it was very much not X. No, no, it still might be May and she shows up. I know Seedling is promoting an X, but that could be fucking anybody <laughs> with seedling um but this might be like kami goto or something who's like retrained with stardom because i don't think nagayo would lie so maybe this is where we'll see the the trainee and if it's not them then i'm i'm never bringing it up again nagayo lied to us then in that case but yeah this might be where we we'll see them maybe she's maybe she just doesn't know maybe she's just like oh yeah i talked to x trainee or x marvelous wrestler and she's planning on getting back in the ring at some yeah, point possibly. and she is like she was a bit over you know we're we're overestimating what she means by that potentially yeah you never know but i mean this might be it if it's not this then where where could it be um yeah. so we'll have to wait and see but yeah it's it's nice to bring in trainees um there's a future division. i'm always a big fan of it yeah the future of stardom division is getting a little light because they haven't been able to poach people in a little bit so um you know this isn't super well not yet at least is not uh, pertains to stardom, but uh, the younger Inaba sister is having her debut in a few days. Um, so that, and she's oh, fifteen. Azusa. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, um, so that's she'll... just an exhibition. So her her full yes. debut is probably at like a car and soon. But yeah, she's uh she's doing. I mean, it. again, she's she turned fifteen like late last year, and I'm pretty sure JTO has a fifteen age limit, mm. like of getting in the ring. Like she's been seconding since she was fucking like 13 <laughs> but you know like i think they have a age limit so she's yeah she's debuting and that will be interesting uh i imagine inaba will try to get her on some shows maybe not stardom but it's it's always a thing that could happen at some point yes um, and this um azusa she is uh she's got a similar background to tomoka i believe they yes. teach like a class in their discipline their chosen discipline so Karate. Yeah, so I mean, Azusa has like not uh, she has like competitive karate experience, mm. which is like that's a thing in uh, like martial arts is that obviously there are a lot of people who like do martial arts, but not all of them are competitive, right? Like, not all of them like are actively like going to you know competitions and whatnot. She, I feel like just two months ago, I saw her post that she like got third in like this like big uh, teenager karate competition. So like yeah, she's she's like competitive in the art, and I don't know. I think being trained by Takamichinoku and Tomoki Inaba uh, gives her the best course that almost any wrestler could have <laughs> at this rate. Um, so I'm hoping that she turns out uh, good. Obviously, she's again 15, so I'm not expecting too much from her in this exhibition match. But yeah, uh, 
she could be somebody in that future division in the next couple of years. Definitely, definitely. Um, now, Stardom has announced the cards for uh, three separate shows towards the end of February. Um, so there's nothing super amazing on these, but just some stuff to pick out. Unimiz Mori is on all of these shows, so hmm. she's as good as signed, I feel like. It's like she's working the house show loops. <laughs> like there are stardom signed wrestlers who are not doing the house show loops, but Unimon is on that loop. Uh, she has three singles matches in a row, so she's wrestling uh, ladies. No, she's wrestling Hina, uh, Kevin, and then Momo Kogo. So she's getting a bit of a mm. experience. Um, Mina Shirakawa and Mariah May are teaming on every show as Club Venus. Yeah. Uh, there's no crossover with Cosmic Angels that I can see. Um, also, Saeeda's wrestling Tekla on one of those shows, so that should be cool. Um, Ooh, but otherwise, they are, they're like a very house show-looking cards. There's not even like derby matches, it doesn't look like. It's just back to tags. So, um, fun times there. Um, now, I think that's all the news, though. Well... Uh, oh. There is, and I keep saying it, and you just don't want to think about it, which is fair. Uh, but the United Empire did say very specifically that they are going to have a stardom wrestler in their group. Uh, so that is that is something. Um, obviously, I know a little bit more about this than you do because I watch New Japan more than you do. But basically, uh, Osprey's been fucking saying this for like years now since he cuttered B, B and it was really weird and everybody was like oh I don't like that um, since then he's been like yeah we want a new woman's member of the group initially he wanted Arisa Hoshiki uh, that didn't work out obviously uh, he was still asking her to join when she she was in actoring and he she was like nah dude I ain't even wrestling anymore and he's like but you're but you're wrestling she's like nah but it's not wrestling uh, so that happened and more recently he's been talking about wanting Azumi in it in interviews with, you know, like, uh, press of Flosion and shit like that. So, I don't know. Uh, it seems like... Alex is kind of thinking it's it's Alex Windsor. Yeah. Uh, I am getting worried, because now that I think about it, uh, the more that I think about it, Azumi is Mercedes' dream opponent in stardom. Uh, United Empire said that they're targeting the women's championship. And I imagine Mercedes is the, ne is the next women's champion at this rate. Uh... And even if she's not, Kyrie and Izumi were the same class. So that's kind of an excuse to put Izumi in there. And also, Izumi uh, is cool with Great Okan. Izumi is quote-unquote Will's daughter. I don't like how many connections there are. I'm just going to be real. I'm getting concerned. Yeah, I mean, I would be too. Because <laughs> if Will Ospreay was going to pick anybody, it would be Azumi. It would be Izumi. Um. Yeah. Now, is our stardom going to just let him pick anybody to mess up their factions? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it, like, I imagine it would be more of a B deal than it would be a, like, I'm a Zumi turning on sure. Queen's Quest. Like, the whole New Japan use of stardom women is so confusing to me, and it's I mean, like, really bad. Tab Nakano is just a, f is not just a, f just four guys. Like, she's not the fifth guy in just four guys. You know what I mean? Uh, that's not what Tam is. She's just homies with Taichi. I guess. I don't know. It's just a, it's a strange one. But, I mean, I guess if, if they wanted a woman, they could, they could get Azami. Like, I feel like I imagine... Alex Windsor makes the most sense because she does. that belt is meant for international stuff, and she is obviously based in Britain. 
she is injured i'm pretty sure um as of now uh, like that's that was the last i heard was she was hurt so i don't know how that affects anything but i mean i feel like if it was anybody will osprey would be like hey can my girlfriend get a job <laughs> and like you're not gonna does s- do that you're not gonna say no when she is very talented like alex windsor is so yeah um and she also plays that like foreign heel role that you just know they want like so badly so i feel like her being it would make sense because she you know can come over part-time do the occasional job and you know do international shows at the same time so i feel like if it was going to be anybody it would be her because they want to focus on the international stuff whereas with azumi you know like yeah she's like she's got queen's quest there already like if you were going to use her in any capacity you'd use her with queen's quest rather than you know sending her to america for to represent united empire or whatever see the way that i see it or saw it at least while i was thinking it was just this is uh because in new japan will osprey is a pretty big deal unfortunately um but i I, what i saw was like oh maybe because they're doing two iwgp women's defenses in japan yeah one is at uh fucking what is it i forget what the next tour show for yeah one's at sumo hall and one's at the okama arena uh those are the two in japan iwgp matches coming up and there's one in america as far as we know so i saw it as like oh well, they'll just do, they're doing Sasha, or sorry, Mercedes and Kyrie at the American show. Uh, Sumo Hall, they will have like Will, or not at Sumo Hall, but like Will will vouch for Azumi and be like, hey, she's like representing United Empire in this match. And everybody's going to be like, oh, Will, will says she's cool, so she's cool. And that's how they get New Japan fans to care. Because hmm. they are not good at getting New Japan fans to care. That's more so what I mean. Not like yeah. have Azumi go to fucking you know Virginia to wrestle <laughs> against Mercedes. But that's like, that's probably like, why oh. you can make it Windsor because then you can have her represent the faction and you can tie her to the faction and like sell merch with her and everything. Whereas yes. a very loose alignment with Azumi for one show only doesn't do much. And no offense to Azumi. But I feel like her versus Mercedes would be a very underwhelming match for a sumo hall show for like the native audience because she's just kind of a a mid card ish wrestler in stardom. So like I feel like yeah, you're but only getting you're... damn like she was a mid carder. <laughs> yeah, at least I, f- I, mean, I feel like you're only getting the heavy. could run fast though. True. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you're only getting the heavy hitters when it comes to Mercedes, and um, like Azumi isn't really a heavy hitter in terms of I know, I presentation feel like, so i feel like mercedes calling her out specifically is the main reason well, why i'm like oh she also well, called out have her be a filler difference she also called out the retired okay. manami toyota so. but the only person she directly called out no that was okay i i think it's funny but let's be real here the only two people she actively called out was azumi and miyu yeah, and then she's like, "Fuck, I could wrestle Aja Kong. I'll wrestle well, about it." And it's to like, be fair, but I think the only Aja two people was, that Aja she was like the very first is one like... she mentioned. She wants that Aja match. She'll probably get that Aja match cool in it. America because Aja is over in America, so she might get that. She is. This should... Why, man? I'm not going to get into AEW shit. Never mind. Imagine um, she was on the I was TV say, get Aja Kong in LA. It's <laughs> just wrestling Aja Kong. <laughs> that would be so bad. That would be crazy. That would be amazing. It's like, oh, well, I can't wrestle anywhere else in in Japan, but <laughs> I can wrestle elsewhere in America. It's like, that's not how that works. 
this is a breach of contract, homie. <laughs> well, yeah, sadly. But I mean, Azure Kong in America, uh, isn't that cool? It'll be fun. Didn't they book Masha versus Azure? Like, that's going to be crazy, dude. They should. If Oh, they did. They did. They did. I'm excited for that. Love it. I love it. Azure Kong's the best. Go see Azure Kong. She's still dope. Um, anyway, that is all the news, I believe. Only a half hour in, and we haven't even talked about the, the pay-per-view. I know, right? It's amazing. Um, so we only have one show to review, thankfully. I would not have watched any other show. I'm going to be quite honest with you. Um, the show both made me, like, I was I was satisfied with it, but I also was very burned out by it. Really? I was like, I don't want to watch any more Stardom right now. Oh, this didn't, this didn't <laughs> burn me out. I'm just too busy trying to, like, break every record in the WNBA. So, you know. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, I heard it's, about it's, that. it's a good time. Because, listen... The, I, I, breaking records is fun but it's not fun in the NBA where like all these old dudes in the 50s were grabbing like 55 rebounds because no matter how, how good I play I'm never grabbing 55 rebounds but in the space of 6 games I have broken the WNBA's rebound record twice so having a lot more fun with this <laughs> as you can probably imagine it'd be really funny it'd be really funny if, if you were saying all this and everybody just assumed it was 2k and it turns out that you're actually in the wnba <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like yeah it's just side gig <laughs> well you know listen you never know maybe one day who knows um yeah <laughs> time to review stardom it's the yeah. stardom 12th anniversary stardom supreme fight 2023 this was in the Eddie Onusaka Arena number one. This had 1,832 fans, which was described as full. So not a proper sellout. It wasn't. It wasn't full. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't full, but it was. It was. It was meaty. You know. Yeah. So this just seems to be where they're setting up for this venue because I know I was talking to Velke once, and we were like, "Yeah, they should probably hit like 2,000 for this show, like maybe 2,000." They just don't seem interested. They're like, we're going to set up for 1,800. And we're going to hope for the best. Um, but they do continue to grow every time they're in Osaka. Because didn't they do like 16 last time? Before that, they were doing like 12. Yeah, I remember. They, they've done some bad numbers yeah. in Osaka. So they, like, they keep adding a couple hundred every time they go back. So I imagine they will hit 2,000 there by the end of the year. But for now, um, a sellout show is a sellout show. And I'm sure they're happy. Um, in the opener, we had the Naniwa Roulette, which was won by Saki Kashima. Um, this was very lengthy. Uh, I, I kind of, I like the idea of the roulette. I don't like the execution, uh, as much. It was definitely one of those I've, where... I like the idea a lot. Yeah, yeah, like some of them didn't make the use of the time very well and that happens a lot in stardom like you leave these wrestlers a couple minutes and they're just like oh i guess i can't do anything and it's like no you can do stuff <laughs> like you could you could do stuff um but like i feel like it didn't get really good until mariah may and tecla which was badass and then momoka hanazono natsuko tora was really fun oh that, those those were probably the two best yeah. of the and then it was essentially over when billy can death was stealing the show with with Saki Kashima. So it took yeah. until the the very end of the match to have a lot of notable stuff and I don't think that really bodes well for the execution of it. Um but can I run down the results really quickly? Yeah, sure. Of this. Yeah. Okay. Um so Mayu comes out cuz obviously it was roulette. Uh so in kayfabe nobody knew when they were going to come out. 
Uh, but I think Mayu actually didn't know when she was going to come out because she came out carrying her entrance gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was like, fuck, man. <laughs> I'm, up, I'm up first. Um, and it was Mayu and Waka. For, also, first show with cheering back, Waka's the most over motherfucker in the company. Oh, yeah. Um, like, naturally. Because, mm-hmm. like, I would say probably the biggest reactions were from the tag match. But naturally, Waka came out and she was just immediately the most popular person in the company. It was great. Um, shout out to Waka. She got cheered York, over real, real Mayu. Like, she was across the Oh, ring. 100%. Mayu was like, what the fuck? She's like, this is what? She wasn't even here last time you guys were cheered. What the fuck's happening? It was great. It was great. Um, but yeah, Mayu beat Waka uh, with the Dragon Suplex. It was really clean. And then Momokoga came out and she did the apron spot, which I thought was really actually interesting because I feel like Momokoga being like, yo, you know, I can't beat you in five minutes. Let's make this fair and sudden death on the ring apron. And Mayu's like, shit, okay. And my and Momo almost wins, but she didn't because obvious. Mayu actually submitted her with uh, the numero dos, a.k.a. the leg destroyer. Uh, that was interesting. Taking kids move, I guess. Uh, next up was Miu Amasaki. Uh, making her a long way was... to return. Yes, making her a longer way to return in probably the worst match of the of the roulette. Um, it was it was pretty weak. My, she did hit a, a DDT, which was cool, but other than that, it was just nothing. Uh, Mayu submitted her with the mini killer because I don't know if you guys know this, but we actually call her Kevin. Because much like Kevin Hart, Mew is a very small human being. So she fits into like the mini <laughs> oh killer. Game, you know what I mean? Like she gets it. Uh, she gets it. So, I mean, Kev, she could, you know, Mayu could do that to Kevin Hart too. Let's be real here. Well, yeah. He's, he's, he's a small a, motherfucker. He's a little bitch, of course. He wouldn't yeah, even exactly. fight back. So that's why we call her Kevin. That's why, <laughs> that's why we call her Kevin. Um, uh, also, also uh, close friends with The Rock. But yeah, uh, mainly, mainly because she's very small. Um, after that, uh, Tam came out. <laughs> so Mayu was running the gauntlet, and then Tam came out. They did a little bit of fun stuff. Uh, Tam almost jumped off I'm, of the top I should top point rope. out, though, um, Tam, when Tam's name showed up, there was a very audible reaction. Was, I don't know if it was because people were going to see her wrestle Mayu or whatever, but I remember her, her name think, came up, and it was like, whoa. I think it was the contrast. Because, Possibly. like, it, at first it looked like Mayu was running the gauntlet, yeah. right? Like, I was expecting her to get my Sakurai and beat her, maybe Yuna and beat her, you know, so- if Saki wasn't going to win, like, wrestle against Saki, uh, I thought she was going to, like, go, like, for, like, a half hour. But when it was like, oh, she gets three of the easy opponents and then Tam fucking Nakano, it's like, it was a big pop, which I, I mean, I popped for it because I was like, damn, that's crazy. Uh, Tam almost eliminated herself and then they uh, they wrestled to a draw. Next out was Mina and Poi. And they also rested to the draw because uh, everybody in Cosmic Angels is fucking dumb. And Mina decided to lock in a figure four leg lock for two and a half of the five minutes. Yeah. Why would you do that? Um, the wrestling here was nice. Mina's definitely getting back to her yes. best. Um, yes. And Natsupoi was Natsupoi. Um, and yeah. But I took points off because it was so fucking dumb. Well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the figure four is her like second finisher now. So I guess she... Yeah, but she, dude. Okay, I know that like talking about psychology as somebody who's not re- who isn't a wrestler is dumb. But it was a five minute match. Two minutes of it was great, but when you you, why were you in the leg lock for three minutes? <laughs> That's fair. Why would you do that? 
It makes no sense in kayfabe or out of kayfabe whatsoever. It's why would you do whatever? Doesn't matter. Um, Poi also almost dives off the top rope uh, because she's also dumb. Uh, and then next up were Mariah May and my Sakurai. Mariah May beat my Sakurai with the happily ever yep. after. Um, cool. And then Tekla and and Mariah May did some solid stuff. Oh, it felt so like good. they were. <laughs> it felt like they were building. Yeah. It felt like they were building something. So I imagine. And Mariah May liked the tweet where I said this, so shout out to her. Uh, that Tekla and Mariah May could be for the SWA belt if they feel like it's you know, reintroducing that. Well, Mariah at, like, May. At like Yokama Arena or at. Well, we're like on that. the topic of Mariah May. Um, she did an interview with. We didn't get to talk about her interview. Yeah, yeah. she did an interview with Scott. Um, and as a Stardom fan, I came away very happy with it. She seems very yeah, committed to Stardom. Like, I'm on the bandwagon. She was saying like she wants to work here for a long time. She said she was a big fan before she came over, which I think is really important. Like she's clearly somebody who has a lot of respect for the the talent. She here. Said this is her end goal. Yeah, and she said her goal. Rare. She's learning Japanese and she wants to cut a promo in Japanese by the end of the year. So this is a woman who is very much committed to stardom and is somebody who's enjoyed her work and thinks there's a lot of potential there. Uh, that's just really nice to see that you know she she herself is committed to making this work. And kind of sticking around for the long haul here, because um, they really do have something with with Mariah May. But um, yeah, that was that was a good interview yeah. from Scott. Uh, it was really good. So uh, check that out. I recommend it. It's on Fightful's uh, YouTube, so you can you can put it on in the background or whatever. Yeah, you know, I I feel like that's always kind of like how people uh, perceive a lot of foreign wrestlers. They're like, okay, how much do you actually care? <laughs> you know, what I mean, like I feel like that was a problem back in the day a lot right like in i always say that crop of like 28 girls in 2018 uh when like Britt baker went over when uh and this isn't disrespecting any of them like i, I don't mean this like in a harmful way but when like Britt baker kylie ray they were just bringing over like every independent woman from america that had a match that wasn't the worst match you've ever seen and just put them oh and brandy uh but and just put them in in uh stardom and you could tell that some of them just did not give a fuck like they were like, oh, well, this will help me be more popular in America, even though it didn't. Like it, it felt very like just like, oh, they're there to be there. But uh, some women like uh, Mariah May very clearly love being there. And I think that's really dope. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's I don't want to say she's one of the good ones, but she's one of the good ones. Uh, and then, yeah, they double ringed out, which is pretty bad. Uh, I thought that the way they went about it was i'm pretty sure mariah weird. like very clearly was on the ground way before tecla as well yes tecla tweeted about it she's like you dumb bitch you were <laughs> i should have won that match and then mariah may re replied cry about it and that was oh, it icon and i was like damn that's her, crazy put her in her place yeah. queen i don't know i think i think tecla was 100 right though. And probably though. that's a great response <laughs> yeah uh and then natsuko momoka and Azono was probably my favorite of any of this it was fucking hilarious. Had, uh, they double ringed out. Had the most eye induce, the most wince inducing spot because Momoka broke that toy off of Natsuko's head. Like that had <laughs> to have hurt. Like, oh, one hundred percent. Ow. Like I, but like I feel like pe like, including me, I feel like people forget how well Natsuko works off of comedy wrestlers because she's like one of the best when it like. I mean, she was tagging with fucking. Uh, Session Moss, Martina, and Natsu Samire, and it was beautiful. Like, it was perfect. They were great together. Uh, 
I feel like Nasuko, like they should put her in so many more of the showcase matches with like comedy wrestlers because I feel like it works so well. Um, they also double ringed out, uh, but this was probably the best double ring out because it was really well done. And it was really funny. Um, and then next up was Unimon and X. X was a Billykin death, which is <laughs> Fukigen death, but in but draped in gold, like she's painted in gold and coming out to Big Daddy Walter's theme. Um, that's that's a crazy sentence. I'm gonna be real with you. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I I was like legit like. Why the fuck are... It's funny, because that's, like, just a classical... That's just a classical, like, song. Like, that's a very famous song. But I just call it Walter's theme. Like, I feel like most wrestlers do. I was like, is Walter here? (laughs) Are they doing a DDT and they just have somebody impersonating Walter? What's happening? Um, But no, it was Death, and she was the ex. Okay. Yeah. She was over. No, she was over. I mean, like, I thought it was a fun little thing, but, you know. Like, the crowd was, like, genuinely <laughs> into her stuff. They were really into the, the Fukigen death things. So that's good to Yeah, see. I mean, she, she is Yoniyama, spoiler alert. She Like, she is one of the best wrestlers. <laughs> so, I mean, I get it. But it was just like, it was just like, damn, that's what that's what we do in here. I'm cool with it, but that's, that's what we do in here. Um, and then, yeah, death one via roll-up. Uh, Okana roll, to be specific. And then last was Saki Kashima with Death and Revival. Oh, yeah. Then... And Saki is the next high-speed champion. Yes, all of our prayers are finally answered. We um, That's crazy. We've been asking for high-speed Saki Kashima for so long. Now she's finally doing it. I'm <laughs> so happy. Um, so that's, that's just great. I mean, the last time she had a high-speed title match, she lost in two minutes and 37 seconds. Oh. Well, you know what? Even if that happens, it will be very fun. So, it's fine. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, like, I, I am happy. I imagine it will be, obviously, Azumi and yes. Saki. Because I don't think they'll do Saki and Kid. If they do, they hate mm. me. Because um, that's, like, one of the only Saki high-speed matches that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so... Shout out to Saki Kashima, she's finally getting a singles belt. Right? Like, she has to win. Yeah. She's cleared that division out. Like, it's... Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like what we are waiting for just isn't going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, well, like, the, like, far out outsiders type of thing. Because she got the kind of, like, close ones. You know? Uh... Yeah, I mean, what I mean by that is like she she got the Mesarugas and the Momokos. Like it's it's not like unless she's getting a Meho Suzuki or a Natsuki Tayo or a Riko Kaiju. Like I I don't see her having any more longevity with the belt. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you kind of need outsiders at that point because she's beaten everybody else, but they yeah. don't seem interested in bringing in any of the high speed outsiders. So. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Which is dumb, let me remind Saki you. Saki Kashima is kind of like the only person left to win. And the thing with Saki is then, you know, she can can basically drop it to whoever they need to. Like, whenever they need it to. Yeah. So it's, you know, I think she'd be a good choice for champion. Um, but yeah, the Naniwa... And she could beat anybody at any that's time. That's true. It's, it's, it's very easy. Um, but yeah, the Naniwa roulette thing. Um, again, great idea. The execution... And do with some work. I feel like it's just one of those things where a lot more of the wrestlers need to go, okay, what am I going to actually do 
with my time here because some of the Mayu matches were just so bland and simplistic and you're like you can you know you can all do better than this so did pick up towards the end where it was a lot more focused and like the the there was a clear plan with what to do um opener for to you know get people on the show get the crowd kind of into it let them cheer for whoever um and then we had our first tag match of the evening it was you know what we missed of the news oh. is you didn't you skipped you skipped hafting to be excalibur um and yeah. mentioning every single participant of the cinderella tournament that is true i actually kind of forgot about it because it's not the full because the stardom english account didn't tweet it there's two there are two there are two missing yeah and the stardom english account basically ignored this i'm pretty sure um uh, dana the translator was like said it like the day after the show she was like oh i guess the stardom account just didn't bother with this but they've announced the people in the cinderella um but uh yeah they've announced it's the oh shit i forgot last word doesn't uh, vibe with my computer. I also wrote one. Dude, oh, is this going to be another case where um, the, the the three of us now, me, you, and Scott, the top results? Oh my god, Let what is see. wrong with my computer? <laughs> uh, last word, Reddit, me, and then 411. Uh, no, damn, Scott, this Scott, time. Scott letting us down. Oh god, this is not going... <laughs> <sighs> computer, just... I also I also put... Mina Shirakala is my cover because she's obviously winning. <laughs> That's valid. I put Mariah because uh, she won the last one. She was my second. She 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 went in for my second slide, like my second picture. That's fair. Uh, um, yeah. So I, I really don't have. I would, but I'm not. You yeah. could do it. So we we have the biggest field yet. I'm pretty sure with 36 participants. Yes. Uh, they announced 34. Um, it was a very low-key announcement. Like, people just... There was, like, a very, like, somber track in the background as everybody's... It was very up. minimal. Yeah, it was very just whatever. Um, the announced lineup so far is Utami Hayashishita, Azumi, Hazuki, Koguma, Momokogo, Tam Nakano, Natsupoi, Tekla, Mai Sakurai, Maika, Himeka, Lady C, Hina, Miyu Amasaki, a.k.a. Kevin... Atsuko Tora, Momo Watanabe, Mina Shirakawa, Mariah May, Ami Sore, Tomoka Inaba, Raka, Rina, Suri, Starlight Kid, Ruku Umasaki, Saki Kashima, Mayu Iwatani, Saeida, Hanan, Nanai Takahashi, Yuna Mizumori, Sayaka Matani, Julia, Mirai, and two surprise entrants. Um, pretty much the entire native roster is here except for Wakaskiyama. And um, yeah, so the the notable admissions, I have four of them. Uh, notable admissions are Yu, Wakasukiyama, Unagi Sayaka, and Suzu Suzuki. Um, None of the prominence. And then obviously, right like, there's no colors. Yeah. yeah, there's no colors, no prominence. Uh, but I think those are the four that maybe uh, people might have expected, and they aren't here. So uh, with whereas I don't think anybody was like, "Where's Saki?" You know, yeah. what I mean, like, I don't think. <laughs> I hope not. Um, with Waka. I believe that they might have her like earn her way into the tournament because I can't see her just not being in it for no reason, you know? How does she earn it though? She can't win. Does she not wrestle Nanai before this kicks off? The no. The day before. She wrestles Nanai. Is it on the 25th? Because yeah, they're doing the back to back to Yokohama, aren't they? Let me see. 
pretty sure that's what it is. So I, I'm pretty sure Nanai might like, or Waka might earn her way in. Because why, why would you not put her in unless she's going to like go away for a little bit after the Nanai match? Yeah, maybe. I imagine that she might actually just go away for a little bit after the Nanai match. That would make sense. Oh, maybe. I don't know. If she loses, maybe she... Oh my god, what if she turns heel? I don't know. Like, what if she... What if she Hana Kimura's fucking uh, Tam? Like, the, the Kagetsu Tam match from fucking forever ago. I don't think so. That would be so interesting, though. Hits her with a chair while she's running off the ropes. Yeah. Sure. If, if... I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Waka isn't in it. The entire rest of the native roster is in there. Um, and then you have, you know, Nanai and Yuna. And Yuna, I mean, at this stage, is basically one of them because she's on every show. Smoke Inaba's in it. Uh, as well. Inaba's cool, is a cool get. Um, and yeah, I mean, listen. Umasaki uh, is also there. Ishirakawa being there because she is the presumed winner. So we'll have to wait and see who the two slots are for because if one of them is Mayukihi, it kind of does turn everything on its head. But we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, Anyway, yep. back to the review. Uh, we had a triangle derby match. It was Hazuki, Koguma, and Saeeda of Classmates beating Haruka Umasaki, Starlight Kid, and Raka, also known as Unique Glare. Uh, Koguma got the win in nine minutes for her team with a roll-up. Um, On Starlight Kid. Yeah. And this, this match really made me realize that um, as cool as cheering is for like the big matches, it is really helpful to the undercard. Because bro, Koguma was a fucking star. Yeah, like like the crowd, <laughs> like that was the crowd dope. getting to react to this made it so much better than it would have been with just a clap crowd. Because they got to like boo Starlight Kid, they got to boo Raraka. They were really you know cheering for Koguma. Like this is a match that's just enhanced by that cheering crowd. Um, and the undercard yeah. is really gonna benefit from it because it seems like there's quite a few people throughout the card that the crowd is into like Waka, like Koguma, uh like Lady C, you know, her her stuff was getting big reactions. Mm -hmm. So um uh, like I thought this was a good match largely because the crowd was just so into Koguma and Kid did really well at getting them to boo her. And she was like the only member of Weta Tai that got heat. Like Napsko got cheers, uh Momo was pretty popular, Saki Kashima was pretty popular, Death was pretty popular. But Kid was able to get... Kid's booze. annoying. Um, Umasaki continues to be confused because <laughs> she was getting them to clap for her while wrestling for the heel team. Yeah. Uh, she is just completely out of her depth, I guess. But, um, yeah, no. I don't know. Like, I know I've said this a million times, but, like, I feel like they went for, like, the miss, the, like, you know, like, mix match of, like, oh, this, like, white me baby face teaming with them wahaha i'm evil and like how how is that gonna work they're gonna have a cool dynamic and no umasaki is just like nothing while kid does her yeah. shtick you know what i mean like like it, it's it's not like a contrast it's just umasaki being reduced down to nothing uh but she did have a good thing with azuki yeah the, match, the work remember. was good they had a fun yeah and yeah she, she had good work with the azuki. crowd just enhanced it that little little bit more um but yeah that was yeah and the roll up, the roll up ending was really good with them doing a bunch of rolls and the crowd buying into it a lot. Uh, Koguma won. I did love this was this was one of my favorite times Koguma's ever won because uh, I was arguing with Velke, uh, and he tweeted at me. He was like, because I was like, "Damn, the Bears more over than Starlight Kid." Mwahaha. And he's like, "Man, watch when Starlight Kid beats the." 
bear and you're going to cry. And I was like, what the fuck did you say? What the fuck did you say? Because who beat who? And I was so excited. I was so excited to own Loki in that moment. It was so fun. It was so fun. I have never had, I've never enjoyed a Kokomo win more than this match. That is fair. I was into it. That's fair. Uh, Velke does bring that side out of people. That's, uh, he's, he's very fun to get one over on. Um, like I said, I said, I, I said, eat shit, bitch, and sent him a Tekken gift. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. Um, the next match on the show then was another tag match. This was uh, the Konami return. It was Konami, Amisore, and Shiri beating Lady C, Azumi, and Utami Hayashishita. Uh, Konami got the win for her team with the Triangle Lancer. Um, yeah, the, the most over person in this match was pretty, was basically Lady C. <laughs> um, she had the best performance, too. I was like, damn, uh, this is a Lady C carry? That's like, crazy. <laughs> I was surprised, because Utami and Shuri got nothing. Like this, The crowd was just, like, didn't cheer for them or, like, do much. Um Azumi and Konami started things off, and I think the crowd was yeah. kind of into it, uh, which I was obviously happy about. I, I mentioned it last week that these two were my favorite tag team of 2018. Uh, they're the cops, shout out. But yeah, I mean, Azumi started things off, and she, like, it was nice to see Azumi uh, get beat up, I feel like, because that was probably the better, and then have Lady C do the hot tag, because it definitely was better than Lady C just kind of getting beat up, and then yeah. eventually. I, I think that the way they layered it was smart, but it definitely led to nobody getting any reaction except for Lady C. Um, and her hat, hot tag is dope. Yes. Like, I knew that. It was pretty cool. But her hot tag with a fucking crowd that's into it is, like, one of the best hot tags I've seen in a minute. Like, I was I was dumbfounded. It was really, really fun. Uh, that, that choke slam with the pop is crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the crowd the crowd just really likes all of her offense. Like, everything she does, they're like, oh, hell yeah. That's cool. Which is, uh, which is great. Um, I must say, Konami just, like, <laughs> did they give her the phone call late? She just didn't seem very This arsed. is the most phoned in that I've, like, I've even seen. Even when Konami she was, since. like, doing her poses on the entrance, she just looked like she couldn't have cared less. I was like, dude, what? Like, what's happening? <laughs> like... She just didn't seem to care. It was so interesting. I do think I do think a part of it is that this is like the first full fledged God's Eye, because like she has new gear, yeah. uh, so like and like she can't just be, you know, like weirdo vampire Konami anymore, because that's just not who she is anymore. But she doesn't have any like new poses, because why would she work on a new pose when she shows up twice a year? You know, what I mean, like so she's just kind of like lost in it. Which is, like, I mean, she wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't a bad oh, performance. No. It was just, she just didn't, she just phoned it yeah, in. She just didn't bring anything to the table. Which, I mean, when you're yeah. only showing up every now and then, maybe you want to do a bit more. kind of want a bit more, uh, but. So, yeah. I don't know. That was just, uh, I was just surprised. Because she's usually, like, got the working boots on and is, like, very into it. But she just. Uh, she jumps off yeah. the page, for sure. Here, she just, like, didn't project all that much or anything like it was a very low-key return for her um you know we just we wait until we see her again i guess um she did get lady c with the triangle lancer which i don't know if y'all know but that has a hundred percent winning percent shock shock percent though shock percent um the match after that then we kicked this show into high gear (laughs) hiro hashimoto beats mirai in 15 minutes what a match. This was match of the show. I like quite, I Of course you do. But this was the match of the show by anybody's estimation. Um, 
Mirai was getting the Mirai chance. This is what we waited for. And it wasn't as vocal as maybe we were expecting. I think the crowd is still trying to find the groove. But she... she why did she do the clap like that? I don't know. Like, the clap ruled, but it doesn't work for Mirai. Mirai. Yeah, that's, that's Mirai. how they Like, count. it works, kind of. Always do three syllables. Yes. So. But, I like, it just... I don't know. It, feel, it felt like people were, like, not... They didn't... They wanted to clap or they wanted to cheer and they didn't do both. You know what I mean? The JTO crowd was able to do it. So Stardom's just going to have to get into it. Yes. Anyway, um, this was amazing because Hashimoto is an absolute beast. And she was just destroying Mirai. As we all know, Mirai working from underneath is the greatest thing. But Mirai working from underneath with a crowd chanting for her to get back into it. Beautiful. It was beautiful. Like, this was so well done. Uh, Hashimoto was throwing this woman around. Like, this was almost everything I wanted this match to be. Like, Hashimoto came away from it looking like an absolute mon- monster. Like, the way she was throwing Mariah around, uh, the, the the angle she got on that German suplex at the end was Dude, ridiculous. Was like, Mariah took everything she had, and, you know, she was, she was, like, firing back as well. I thought Mariah on the comebacks was very good, but, like, Hashimoto just put in such a great performance here to to really make herself look like a real threat to Siri. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mariah got eaten alive. Let's let's oh. be real. Let's, keep, let's call a spade a spade. It was great. She got eaten alive. And I, I found it funny because I was like, so much of this match is just Mariah trying to, like, grap with a fucking near Olympian. Like, somebody who went to the Olympic trials and failed. But, like, that is absurd. But I love it. Uh, shout out to Mariah. And I thought this match, I watched it twice because when I watched it live, I noticed that everybody else was like vibing with it way more than I was. And I was like, okay, I'm missing something. So I watched it again and I was like, okay, I get it. This was a fucking really, really good match. Second for me still, uh, but I thought this was really great. And yeah, I mean, when you, when you watch it, you just feel like Chihiro can't lose as a human being. Like she's incapable of losing a wrestling match. That's how it felt. Uh, and I've seen Chihiro Hashimoto lose wrestling matches before, but if I had never seen it before, I'd be like, there's no way that this person loses at all, because she's felt, like, so in control, and even when she was uh, on the disadvantage, she was still be- getting, she still had that control, and she still was, like, immediately back on it as soon as she found an, uh, an opening, and I thought it was a really smart match in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I-, I thought the Germans were great near the end. Mirai, with the, with the clotheslines, uh, that whole segment was really, really good. Obviously, back in the day, we called Mariah's Lariat the 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 clothesline that knocked over Aja Kong for the first time in like a decade because Aja don't take bumps, but she did for Mariah, and that was that was dope. Um, but yeah, she's she also has a lariat that takes takes down Chiro Hashimoto, so that was pretty dope. And yeah, really, really good match. Mm-hmm. Shout to Mariah; she's one of the best post match sellers I've yes. ever seen. <laughs> Because she did the thing again. She did the thing again that she did when uh, Umasaki brained her with the chair, where she just doesn't move after the match. She just lays there. While shit happens around her, she just lays there. It does not move an inch. Like, you're like, is she alive? (laughs) Because, like, this is crazy. (laughs) The post-match was great. Like, she just, she sells death better than anybody else. Um, 
Like, Sherry had to walk over her dead body, and Hash had to also walk over her dead body to, like, confront each other, and she just wasn't mm-hmm. moving. It was great. Um, in the post-match promo, there was some interesting stuff thrown around. Uh, Hashimoto was like, oh, you're the self-proclaimed ace of stardom, really? Okay. Um, you're you're the one? Um, and she was saying that um, the next stardom big match, I want another strong opponent that isn't Siri. So they're going to do another... I imagine it'll be Ami. No, they, w- they wouldn't step down like that, would they? They would. I don't know. I think it'll be somebody else. Um, but she. I mean, who are they going to feed? I mean, dude, give me Saya Ida versus versus Hashimoto. I mean, that's a step down too, just literally. But like, who who is she going to beat? Is she they're going to feed? I mean, they could Ooh, maybe feed Mika Mika. Yeah, Mika maybe. That would be yeah. a good match, but that that would be rough. <laughs> I feel like Hashimoto's coming in to just fuck up everybody yeah. that you like and start them, which is cool. I'm yeah. rocking with it. But like I'm just like damn, Home- Micah is never gonna win another match, huh? <laughs> uh, so I don't know when they're doing that match, but they're gonna they they do have Hashimoto locked in for another date to to beat the shit out of somebody. Um, and Shiri afterwards was like, ah, if you're watching that, I remember how strong Chihiro is, and I was just like, yeah, you, yeah, you might do. She did just pick apart Mirai, like, uh, but yeah, I I I love sh- how Shiri like she watches one of her best friends get massacred in the ring she's like hmm interesting it's great i respect <laughs> your game it's like dude she's dead on the ground <laughs> yeah, but it's serious should be fine um yeah no that much everything i could have asked for this shiri hashimoto thing is so fun and hashimoto and stardom is great she's a very great addition um so yeah that, that was that was fantastic um i hope they get somebody good for the next match because i feel like if you can get somebody even close to this, then Hashimoto goes into that Siri match with like all of the momentum in the world. So that'll feel like the biggest match possible. Um, but the next match on the show, and one that I imagine you really want to dive into, uh, the Goddess of Stardom Championship match. It was you and Nanai Takahashi beating Himeka and Micah in 19 minutes. And Nanai pinned and injured Himeka with the one second X. Um, so yeah, this got this got a lot of praise. Um, the crowd was probably the loudest for this match than it was the entire show. Like they they loved yeah. Himeka, which I thought was surprising. Like they were very into Himeka. Um, they got into Micah once the story of the match played out, and I think the nine and you were probably the only people who didn't get any kind of like vocal support. But maybe that's just because the people were like, please stop beating the shit out of our favorites, right? Because, like, you, you have essentially yeah. massacred and... some of the most popular people in this company. And maybe the fan base is like, please, Nanai... don't, please. And I said that afterwards. She was like, she was like, oh, I beat you guys' as favorites. That's tough. And everybody just like did not make a noise. And she's like, it was fun, though. That was, you guys had fun. I heard you. And they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> It was great. Um, yeah, I love this match. Uh, this is my favorite match of the year so far, because um, it was it was it was something, right? So it diverted expectations big time. Because obviously, you go into this, it's my Hime Seven Up. You kind of expect that hoss fight that you get from a lot of the like top tier my Hime matches, where they just kind of like throw everything at the wall and you know just fucking beat the shit out of each other. Uh, but instead. Uh, like two minutes into the match, they Himeka and Micah did like a stereo 
jumps, uh, dives into the outside, and Himeka fucked up her knee, right? And you didn't get to watch this live, but so I imagine you knew that, oh, Himeka lived to see another day, yes. right? Watching this live and watching it with the timeline, right? Like watching it, like with like scrolling through Twitter while you were kind of watching it. Every single person I saw was actively concerned. Like everybody I saw got yeah. worked in in by that by the injury, including me, because my heart sank. Right, and I was like, "Oh no, oh fuck, please tell me." Because I obviously I've been looking forward to this match, so my heart sank. Right, and she was on the outside for a while, and then you're like, "Are they going to stop the fucking match? Please don't stop the match. Please don't be a Natsuko again. Please don't do that." And then Micah got in. And a little part of me was still like, okay, so are they just going to have Micah two-on-one it and then lose? And just, you know, since there is still somebody who can wrestle, are they just going to, you know, rush the finish? And then as time went on, you start realizing, oh, this is, this is, this is a work. I got worked. That's dope. But you already have that, like, feeling of just, like, tension. Because, for me, one of my favorite wrestlers almost got injured. And I thought she got injured. So you already have that feeling of tension. And I always say that wrestling's at its best when like you feel emotional about something about the about the wrestling. So I was already emotional. I was already sad that one of my favorite wrestlers got fucked up, and she didn't. So from there, the match just fucking went a hundred miles per hour, and it was great. Uh, the crowd was obviously super into it. Micah doing the two on one against you and I was fucking incredible. Like you said, the crowd got really into it. Uh, she did a stalling suplex on you. And the crowd was eating it up because they were like, holy fucking shit, this girl is strong, right? It was it was dope. You could see Lady C on the outside crying as she's trying to help Himeka get back into the ring. Um, like shit like that was just like really dope. My, my Sakurai on commentary was also like uh, on the verge of tears watching and talking. Um, and then, yeah, Himeka gave the one of the best babyface performances I've seen in a while. Uh from the comeback and trying to beat Nanai, I actively uh, yelled obscenities in my room when Nanai kicked out of the concussion bomb. Like, I just went, fuck, man, why the fuck did that? Like, I was I was actively really, I was, I was hooked, right? If you couldn't tell, mm-hmm. super hooked. I bit on, like, every near fall. I was getting really worked up. And then Nanai won, and I was like, fuck, Nanai's so good. Why is she so good? Why does this have to happen to me? <laughs> It was so good. It was such a good match. I obviously, if you don't give a fuck about my Hime, it won't be as good as it was for me. But as somebody who has spent the past month and a half, two months writing a fucking you know twenty five hundred word uh, article about how my Hime just needs one win and they can really like just they need something to grasp onto and they will be the best wrestlers in the company. Basically, uh, watching this just felt so personal to me. And it felt so good to hear the crowd get so into it. It was it was just a really great match. I enjoyed it so much. Um, there were obviously some downfalls. I'm sure if I watched it once or twice back, I would be like, "Oh, well, that was a bit weak." Oh, that. But I'm not going to watch it back because that's how I felt when I watched it, and I don't want to replace that feeling. So I love this match. I think anybody should check it out. But like, I imagine Alex isn't as fond of it as I am, even though I'm sure you thought it was a good match. Oh, it was an excellent match. Yeah. I mean, Mariah and Hashimoto was just like a small bit better, but this was this was pretty great too. Um, they were very different maybe, matches, right? I, I think I think maybe, that's the thing. I, I don't is know. Like, I mean, I guess. This, I mean, they were both about struggle. Yeah, like this one obviously had the injury angle, but I feel like they both were very much like 
the crowd ferociously rooting for uh more passionate fighters like i don't know um you can't you can't say that in match nine. <laughs> come on now she yeah, is whatever. passionate <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this this is an excellent tag match. I mean, listen, tag tag wrestling's great, but you you add in a hot crowd, and you, you're you've got a recipe for for success. Um, on any other show, without you know Chihiro Hashimoto trying to rip somebody's head off in the match beforehand, this would be match of the show. Um, honestly, those last two matches sabotaged the rest of this card because the last two matches just didn't even come close to to hitting what these two did yeah um it's a shame for a lot of reasons um but i mean anytime you get two matches of this quality on a show you're not really going to complain because you know it it made this a very weird show yeah. right because like it was so up and like the last two matches in my opinion a lot of people said that the saya momo match was bad i didn't think it was bad i thought that fell mm -hmm. off like if they kind of like lost it near the end i didn't think it was a bad match though i thought it was pretty solid um same with Julian Tuzo. I thought that was pretty solid, even though it kind of had a hard time building momentum. But it's just like the expectations of those last two matches um, were so much higher than any other top two matches of any card that I've seen in months. Uh, so I so like that like really took a lot of wind out of like a lot of people for this card. But the card was still yeah. great. But also it lost momentum. But also it was just it was a bizarre. Show we could talk about the last two matches now. Though. Yeah, so the first of those was Sayakamatani defending the Wonder of Stardom Championship against Momo Anabe. Uh, Utami or not Utami? Saya won in 17 minutes with a Firebird Splash. Um, yeah, like the Momo matches are shorter. Yeah, they are. that's weird because I remember Shuri Momo went kind of yeah. short too. She's old school. What can we say? Like it. Um, and I'm cool with it, but it, it, I was just like, huh. yeah. This I don't really know what this was. Like this wasn't a standard Momo match, but it also wasn't a standard Saya match. It was just complete mess almost. But it was yeah, so weird. I don't know. Like this this Saya rain has absolutely slammed into a wall. Like I don't know what happened, but I feel like the the creativity has gone down a notch. Her performances have gone down a notch. Like ever since like the Mina match. I mean, the matches haven't been amazing. Obviously, I mean, there was the Kyrie yeah. match, and that was a weird match. Like we had the time, everybody was like, that, "Oh, that was not." That was a yeah. very weird match. That was great, but also not great at the same time. Like her reign has just gone from, "Oh, she's one of the best wrestlers operating right now," to where you're like, "Yeah, you're kind of under under delivering," and I'm not sure where that came in, and maybe it's just because. It's, I think she's, you know, at number what defense number fourteen. We've just seen it all. Yeah, she's coming up on. She's done 14. it all. That because those first defenses, there was always something new she would pull out. She was always like doing something or trying something. Now she's yeah. not doing that. I mean, but this this I mean, she didn't pull out like half of her big yeah. moves in this one though. That's the thing. Like it wasn't even like oh she's just did like she's done everything. So there's nothing new to take from her she just didn't yeah. do like something cool i mean obviously the Must phoenix be. splash no oh yeah no i i think that people are giving saya a lot more crap than she deserves necessarily because i think they both fucked it up like i feel like i feel like a lot of people are very hesitant to criticize momo because everybody wants momo to be great and i think she is great but 
this was just as much of a fuck up from Momo as it was it from Saya. Um, because they definitely just didn't do anything after after the table spot, which didn't really mm-hmm. land. They just stopped. Like they they just stopped. You know, what I mean, like that that was kind of the end of the match. Um, like I mean, Saya Saya didn't do the fucking uh the schoolboy uh chaos mm-hmm. theory gimmick. She didn't do any like any of those types of moves. She didn't really do. She didn't really do a lot of moves. She just she hit the tequila sunrise at the end and then won with the firebird, which is a whole narrative conversation about the Phoenix Splash that I've been telling you guys for months. You guys should have known. Um But yeah. I really liked the opening sequence too. That was the upsetting thing. Is that like I really liked their first like this match 40 started seconds. I was with like Momo kicking her in the head and I went, here we go. Like, yeah. we're into it. Yeah, the the, fir- the first 40 seconds where there's kind of, like, maneuvering around her, Momo kicks her in the head, it's, like, fucking, like, perfect. And then they went into the, you know, the Starlight Kid uh, dragged her out to the outside, and they started doing hijinks or whatever. It was fine. Like, I mean, it threw it off its rhythm a little bit, but I was like, this isn't offensive, it'll be fine. And then, you know, Momo threw the box at Saya's head, mid-springboard, great spot. But then, it just never never went back to the ring you know what i mean like when once it did it was just a it, it was just a barren match yeah which is a shame because i liked the flow they had like they they had something cooking and then it just stopped which is a shame yeah i don't know i feel like just the creativity in these sire matches has gone way down and it's just led to a lot of meh you know um but and i mean I don't, like I feel like I think, she was meant to lose this belt a while ago, and that's why we're here. Because she and they are like, okay, well, we're we're gonna put you against whoever, and she's out of ideas for what to do, and we're seeing now what her matches are like without that. But I don't know. Even then, I just uh, Momo wasn't great in this one either, so I can't fully blame it on Saya. Um, they just, I don't know, man. <laughs> Nobody seems to know. There's it's also. Just, there's also a case of expectations, I think. I mean, because so, I don't know. Like, is it weird to expect two very talented wrestlers to have a good match? Because I don't think Momo's operating at her peak anymore. I don't think Saya is either. Like, I think I think Momo's peak was probably like 2019. I mean, it depends on which on which Momo GP, you like though. more. The like Momo is great in that tournament, so she's been great recently. Yeah. Last year. I wouldn't say that's anywhere near her yeah, peak, though. Still great. Like I would say that's still an active <laughs> she's step still great. down. Like I don't know. I feel like she's still operating at a high level. Maybe not the highest level ever, but a high level. Like she's a great wrestler. Um, Saya, I mean, even on her worst day, is usually pretty good. But this time it didn't didn't work out. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just that Saya and Saya needs those finishing stretches. I guess her best matches have been the ones with the badass finishing stretches. Um, yeah, this one just didn't have that. Which is wild because Momo also yeah. has great finishing <laughs> Momo, stretches. Momo and Mayu's matches are almost entirely built off of the cool finishing stretches, but they just didn't. I mean, didn't have it. Momo Shuri, yeah. dude, like that was like Momo's best matches and Saya's best matches have a similar structure, mm-hmm. and they just didn't. They just decided to choose a different structure, which. You know, part of it is because, you know, Momo's a heel now, so she has to get some of her heel stuff in. Um, and part of it's because Saya just doesn't 
maybe she's maybe she lost confidence after the Phoenix Splash thing. Maybe that Kyrie gimmick was not a gimmick. <laughs> like maybe that was just actually true, and she's kind of like uh, become a bit more cautious, not just with the Phoenix, but just with a lot of her moves. Because yeah. it feels like she's doing a lot of safe moves and nothing too out of, you know. Nothing too out of left field was kind of what made her great was that she would just randomly pull out a move she's never done before and it would hit clean and it was perfect. I don't think she really does that anymore. Maybe out of, you know, a lack of confidence, maybe out of just not do. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know either. I just, um, I guess we just have to hope she drops the belt soon and gets to kind of readjust. Um, and we'll put this one behind us eventually. It's not like this wasn't a bad match anyway. Like I thought it was very good. It's just yeah. that you know the I, bar I is so it. high for what Saya has been doing, and the bar is so high for Momo and Abe. That a very good match is kind of uh, and it just underdelivers, especially after the two matches that we just had. You know, like the Mariah and Hashimoto cleared this one by a distance. You know, there is also an interesting dynamic for Momo. Uh... Like she, she tweeted about it, uh, and like after the match, and I I might write about this because like I it was just like a second, but I really found a lot of interest in it. Um, she looked like Sai went over to her after she won. She looked her in the eyes. Mama looked at her, looked at the belt, and just pet the belt and walked away. And I was like, huh, that's an interesting development. Uh. Because Momo doesn't hate the white belt anymore. She tweeted it. She's like, huh, I guess the white belt shines a bit brighter than I thought it did. And that's, for somebody who's an old head, for somebody who was there, not literally there, but somebody who watched Momo's white belt reign back in the day, that is very, like, major for Momo as a character, right? To, like, recognize her position. She never does that. (laughs) She's always like, no, I should be red belt champion right now. No, I should be red belt champion right now. But now she's like, I couldn't even win this belt. Maybe it does shine brighter. Maybe maybe it is a bit more important. Maybe I need to like reassess that a bit. And I think that's really interesting. But uh, that's for a long-winded article that I'm sure I'm right. I'll write at some that's, point. That's great. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of a nice little thing. Um, because this is probably where she's going to be for the next while. Um, so you know, hopefully she does win it again. Oh, she's she's in the mic spot. Yeah. She's in the mic so, spot. So I don't know, but um. Yeah, that was that match. Kind of a, a very underwhelming match all around. Um, I don't even think it has a good cage match score. I will check now because cage match isn't um, the be all end all, but it is usually. Especially yeah, not the stardom. There's usually a, like a solid it's very, enough. Very... Uh, yeah, that's 7.4. Like, that is so low compared to a lot of stuff. Like, that's just barely above the for, for a cage match, thank you. Um, I have I have I have it at a seven two, which is also roughly around where the uh triangle derby uh, match was. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, from that um underwhelming match to a match that I thought had a mixed reception, but apparently it's it's been better received than I thought. Um Julia Suzu Suzuki in twenty five minutes. This wait, there's no way this has a higher score than both. Yeah, That's I was crazy. gonna say that. Um that's not right. I'm I'm gonna be real. That is yeah, not correct. This has an eight point seven on cage match. Um, you know what though? That is exactly what they were going for. The cage match inmates love this kind of match, right? Um, but we'll we'll introduce it first. Um, so Julia beats Suzu in twenty five minutes with a Northern Lights bomb to retain the World of Stardom Championship. 
Um, Julia debuted her new entrance theme before the match. Um, obviously, people don't li- people don't like Mixed change, reception. and it's not a rock song, so a lot of people are predisposed to hating it. I think it's good. <laughs> I like it. It's very, you know. I like the song, but it, it's definitely funny that she debuted it like when she is the top dog, that's, right? I, that's like I feel thing. like it would be the this, other way around. I feel like that's meant to be like this is a different Julia almost. Like, I feel like that's what we're meant to be getting here. She's the champion now. She's a different Julia because like. So she just working off vibes. Yeah. Because this is a vibe <laughs> song. Like this isn't a final boss song. That's Look the interesting thing is, is because she wasn't are, even her huh? robe. It's like oh, yeah, more like flashy and extravagant. Vibe-y. She had the red in the front of her hair. To, she has the. They are putting her next to Naito yes. a lot. I, I on the forget shoot who mentioned this. Together. I think it might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it might have been like mm-hmm. Armani or whatever. Uh, that he he was like, oh yeah, they are very clearly putting them near each other in every promotional thing <laughs> that anybody does now is, yeah. is Julian Naito. Um, which is interesting. I, I think they definitely are kind of going for that like more cool vibe for Julia than like this imposing threat, even though she is obviously an imposing threat. Yeah, I just feel like it was the, the change of entrance theme fits this new kind of energy that she's got because, you know, everything just is a bit more brighter than it used to be. Um even down to you know the mask and the hair and the entrance robes and stuff like that um so i i I did like the song i think it's gonna grow on a lot of people it's got that like long epic intro that lets you kind of fill the moment i don't think i don't think they're gonna they're not gonna keep the the old part but even the piano bit is kind of long enough to where the mood sets in enough i think um so i really liked it i think the mask is cool as well i always like masks um Red hair at the front is an odd choice, but it. Oh, she yeah. fucked it up. She said that the she meant it to be a different, like right. a darker. Yeah, because I I assume she's she's meant she to like get it that match the that belt, scene. right? She's red. Everything's red because she's yeah. the red belt champion. Yeah, because it looked almost pink. A lot of people thought it was meant to be for Hannah, and I was like, I think this is red because she's red. No, belt it was camp. pink, but it was yeah, an I, think it, I was I was like, I think it's yeah. just meant to be red for the red belt. So, um. But yeah, new Julia, very much uh, for her first defense, and I think that's kind of interesting. Um, now, the match itself. Last week, when we did our hour preview, I said, these two have been saying, we want to have a pay-per-view main event in a big arena. There was a chance I was that wrong. they could go for a very standard pay-per-view main event. I think the reason why there was a lot of blowback to this match from certain sections of the fan base is because they did. did there was a great review of this match on Cage Match. Let me grab it for you. Hold on. So, um, Alrighty. Right, so this was wrote by Kyle. Right, so uh, Kyle, I don't know if you listen. You're very smart. So it says, a good match that fell short uh, due to being one-sided towards Suzuki and working a bit too traditional a style. These two have such fire and chemistry, it was slightly disappointing to see them have a match that most top Joshi talents could have. This wasn't like, you know, like the first Suzu-Julia match, that was very much Suzu and Julia. They're both violent, they were both being violent, that was explicitly those two wrestling. This match was them kind of just going, okay, here's what a big pay-per-view main event is, we're going to do our version of that, right? 
you could have had almost anybody in this ring, it would have been the same. I feel like that's. Can I? This is, this is off topic, but they spell Billy Ken Death as Billy Ken Death on Deathmatch or on Cage Match. It's great. Um, but yeah, go on. Um, sorry. But I think that's why a lot of people were disappointed because this didn't feel like a Julia versus Suzu match. This just felt like pay per view main event that just so happened to have Julia and Suzu in it, right? Um, and they still did yeah. great. Like Suzu 100%. put in an amazing performance. Like Suzu really carried this one to the next level, but didn't have that hint of emotion and personality that their first match had. I think that's why there was a lot of disappointment. Is just because it just fell into a lot of the standard kind of main event tropes almost. Um, and that's that's why I think it's, it's it's high on cage match because people who watch cage match they don't care about that stuff. They are okay to just watch their standard main events, right? Um, obviously, a lot of the people we would know big fans of Suzu. They know Suzu. They want to see a Suzu match and not just her doing tropes, right? Um, and it's it's interesting because I feel like Julia went away from tropes for a while, and that's why she had yeah. such a great yes. second half of the year last year. Um, it's because, I mean, that's like this. Okay, I need to preface this by saying this match was quite good. I thought it was good. Um, obviously, I have my issues with it. I didn't think that was like. Um, initially, I had the Momo Sai match oh. over this. Uh, but after thinking about it a bit more, I was like, okay, that one definitely fell off. This one had more con, like it had more, uh, I don't know, it just had more substance. But like the vibes of the Wonderstar match, I I preferred to the wow. main event match. Uh, but after you know thinking about it a little bit more and a little bit more critically, I was like, well, <laughs> if you are actually talking about like what happened in the match, uh, the the main event was obviously better, but. The issue that a lot of people had with Julia for a long time was that her big matches were so mm. run of the mill and she did not shine in any of them. You know, like like because it felt like anybody can do this match, Julia's just the one there, you know, the person who's who's around. Uh and that was like an issue for a lot of people with her white belt run. Um a lot of people around the time she was tag champion, I mean, the TAM matches, a lot of that, those matches leading up until this year when she had the Shuri match, or last year, when she had the Shuri match that really changed things in the fall, or I'm just fucking everything up, I'm saying. Uh, When she had the Shuri match in the spring, and then after that, she kind of really, like, started to diverge from that. Uh, But this felt like she got back to the, back to the lane. And nobody, I, I don't like that personally. I think Julie has a lot more substance that she can deliver. But also, I think that the second match of any series is always mm-hmm. an outlier. Um, whether it's far and away the best or it's far and away the worst, I feel like that's like very common for like great series. Um, my example is I've I've always, and this is like a me thing. I've always thought that the Okada Kenny draw was their best match, the second one. Uh, whereas like, you know, Briscoes versus FTR, I thought their second match was definitely the weakest one. Um, and they both are usually, it's usually an outlier, right? Uh, I I hope this is an outlier. And like, this is the weakest of the Julia Suzu series. And I imagine there will be more Julia Suzu matches. Um, but yeah, I was, I was definitely disappointed overall, even though I thought there was. Some yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was a great match, mostly because of Suzu. I thought Suzu was fantastic in it. Um, 
I thought they went an interesting way in that, you know, a lot of the times in a match like this, the loser will, like, they won't hit their big moves, whereas Suzu emptied the tank. So it was very clearly like, yeah. if Suzu is to beat Julia, she needs to find something else, right? So they did leave that kind of on the table. Um, and Julia, I thought, didn't go back to that super finisher. She won with the Northern Lights bomb, and I think that's cool. That. And I, I, I hope that she continues to protect the Northern Lights bomb so that when she has to do the glorious variant, it is obviously more important. Um, so, the, you know, they did leave a lot of little... They did do stuff like that where I'm kind of glad. I think there's good signs. Um, and Suzu, again, her performance was exceptional. There was some crazy stuff that they did because, of course, they did. Um, but, yeah, like, it definitely on a show where I got to see Mariah and Hashimoto have a match that was so gripping and so unique to them, watching these two just kind of do a very standard main event match, I was kind of like, yeah, that was great, but I care a lot more about the Mariah versus Hashimoto, you know? Like, I care a lot more about the 7-Up versus Mahime match, because those were, those were matches that actually did something, um, whereas this was just them two this is what they wanted. Like, Suzu and Julia said this from the outset. So I'm not, like, upset or whatever. But they just went out there to have a cool main event. <laughs> and they had a cool main event. And for some people, they just, they wanted a bit more. I can understand that. But, um, I mean, I, 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 I don't mind it. I didn't mind it. Although... Yeah, I felt like it, I felt like it hard, had a hard time... Yeah, that's, I feel like that's the thing. Julia works at her best when she's chomping into something and for whatever reason she just resisted yeah. chomping into it for this match i don't know if it's because she said okay we can't go too emotional we can't go too dramatic we have to do x y and z but you but, can like that's know, so bizarre. but i feel like from now on i hope that she goes back to biting into whatever she has because that is where she's at her best um and this was just her getting it out of her system and then trying to have like match that will get them votes on a year-end award thingy or whatever um which is also wild because they almost won yeah <laughs> the match of the year last year yeah. with their emotional so, showcase um, yeah i mean I, while i enjoyed it i can see why a lot of people didn't and um like i definitely wasn't as interested in it as i was in like mirai versus hashimoto um i mean ultimately suzu suzuki is like it's too good to ever have a, a bad That's match. Like she point. put in a shift, and that really kept this one going. Um, the console bomb on the apron was yeah. fucking yeah. Sick. Like there was enough insane spots where I was like, yeah, you know what, I can give them a pass. Um, but definitely, Julia, please go back to just killing bitches. Uh, that is what you you do best. Um, your attempt at like lucha style technical wrestling at one point was not was not very good um yeah i think that was the pay-per-view um it was a, it was definitely a strange one like i feel like there was no buzz coming out of it whereas there's usually like a lot of excitement coming out of stardom pay-per-views um but because this one peaked in the middle like i said it was a weird feeling of like yeah yeah it was a weird feeling yeah. of burnout for me where i was like okay i'm happy that's the only stardom match only star i'm sure i have to watch this weekend i enjoyed some of the matches a lot but i don't want to yeah. watch anymore right now <laughs> oh that's fair um yeah, i mean i enjoyed a lot of it i mean mariah and hashimoto was fantastic the title match was great enjoyed the main event 
Are you eating oh. something? Um. So, <laughs> I mean, that it's no. not like you were chewing on something. I was like, you, you talking and eating? That's crazy. <laughs> I don't not even not do that skilled. no more. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I enjoyed the show. Um, definitely not like the a runaway pay per view. Like, I'm not gonna remember it at all. But uh, you know, there was there was two excellent matches and one great match. So I can't really complain. And it was another thing is that it was on a weekend that actually had good New Japan matches to like stack up against. So it was like it, it was weird, right? Like, cause like even, even, even like, and you know, I don't like Will's style. Even the Will Taichi match was pretty solid. Yeah. Like it felt like a divergence from the usual, and I I like that. Uh, and then like the junior match was good like it, it it had a lot of competition this weekend actually and i mean i don't even watch ajpw but they did something apparently <laughs> i don't know i guess I don't um know. but if a if a you know what is it a tree falling in the woods, yeah pretty much AJPW. um anyway we have two shows to preview this weekend um there's a tjpw cork in this weekend so i'm gonna end up talking about that more than this next weekend because those tjpw corkins are absolutely busting these days like What's what's going on at this? They are doing. Oh, do you know what they're doing? They're doing Yuki Arai versus Palm Harajuku. That is the greatest match I've ever heard. For somebody who doesn't watch a lot of Tokyo Joshi, that's not like the big match I was expecting you to say. <laughs> yeah, that's like. <laughs> it's uh, like yeah. Yuki is great. Palm is cool. Um, they have. Oh, it's the final yeah, of the tournament. There's there's a cool tag match. I, th- I think it's Mizuki and Yuka against Suzume. Oh, that is clean. Yeah. Miyu. Miyu yeah, that's, that's a badass match. Um, Janaya yes, Kai's over there cool now. That's a cool match too. Um, cool. I like Himawari versus Wakana as well. They're the two new rookies. That's, that'll be a fun one. Um, hmm. Does Arisu does Arisu Endo finally win a match against Miyamoto or is Miyamoto? Uh, she Arisu should win, yes. Yeah. Like that Future makes high sense. speed champion Arisu Endo should get the win bad. there. Dude, Top of it. I don't want to be happen. that guy. I don't want to be that guy, but like please. I yeah. love Arisu Endo. I think she is so dope. She's great. And like I think I think she has a lot of a lot of potential. Both in TJPW and outside of TJPW. I'll leave Definitely. it like that. Um, yeah, that, I, I like those TJPW Karkins. They're always fantastic. Um, so these Stardom House shows are going to be very poor in comparison to a lively TJPW Karkin, but that it is what it is. Uh, I mean, it is all... They could cheer on these, right? Like these are. I don't are know. They haven't said. They've said it specifically for every other show, but not these. So I don't know. It might be. It might come the time where they just get there and are like, "Yeah, cool, you guys can cheer," or it might not be. Um, but anyway, the first one to preview is in Niigata in Jotsu City. This is on the 11th of February. In the opener, we have a four-way tag. It is Mariah May and uh, Mina Shirakawa versus Lady C and Miyu Amasaki versus My Sakurai and Tekla versus Starlight Kid and Raka. Um, All the stars are here. Uh, yeah. Club Venus or Oedo Tai probably wins, I feel like. It's gotta be Club Venus. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like Mariah and Tech will probably do some shtick. Oh, I hope so. Um, the match after that then is Julia, Micah, and Himeka of Donna Del Mondo versus Hazuki, Koguma, and Saya Ida. Um, this is a DDM win, of course. Um, yeah, but this is interesting. I, you know, you know what, you know what's so meta about Star M shows nowadays. Uh, 
is that because I know that the second show of a weekend will never come out before we record, and I'll probably forget to watch it, I am always like, please be good sh- good matches on the first, on like the Saturday show, because I... that's that's what matters. Because <laughs> I'm always gonna forget to watch the shit that isn't up before we do the podcast. Uh, so I'm always like, please God, make this show be good, the show that I gotta watch. That's valid, and not the one that I don't. <laughs> that is valid, honestly. Um, now the next match is a triangle derby match. It is Tam Natsupo and Saki versus Momotanabe, Natsukotora, and Saki Kashima. Uh, both teams are on six points, as far as I can tell, and the league leaders are on like nine and eight, so they both kind of need to win. Um, Old Ship probably needs to win more. I feel like they've lost to a lot of the Ooh. top teams. Uh, one, two. Whoever's a tiebreaker is probably in a stronger position to, to make a case, but... um. Not really interested I've... in calculating who has tiebreakers. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing all yeah. that, and especially because of the cross. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm not really paying too much attention. I'm just looking at points and being theoretical about it. Uh, well, Cosmic Angels, their last match is against. Where the fuck? Why are these tables so small? Their final match is against God's Eye, so they're not winning that. Uh, <laughs> so I imagine they got to win this. All right. Okay. Get up to eight. I agree. Even though I'm pretty sure that officially eliminates Club Venus. Club Venus. I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, the Cosmic Angels win. Uh, the next match then is a triangle derby match. It is Mayu Iwatani, Hanan, and Momo Kogo versus Wakusukiyama, Rina Amakura, and Yuko Sakurai. Um, H&M finally get a dub! Let's uh, go! Yeah, I saw you... Shouts saw Rina Amakura have a cool match the other day on Wave. Oh, with Kurumi? Yeah. So fucking good. Yeah, Kurumi. It was so good. I watched that too, and I was like, this shit fucks way harder than it should. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, it was great. Kurumi Hiragi and uh, Rina Amakura. What a what a, what a a fun match. Everybody should watch that. What a strange pairing. Like, not strange, because like they both... like I feel like Colors and Prominence are like the two sides of a same coin, where they both left their companies and like started their own and like they are both in stardom and all that shit but like and rena and kurumi kind of filled the same role in both tribes but like it's like you just don't expect them to have like that good of a match <laughs> in a singles on a random wave show yeah now that wave show is kind of cool um but yeah. yeah um the next match on this stardom show is a triangle derby match it is nanai takahashi you and yuna mizumori versus shiri mirai and ami sore um it's a me match. Yeah, who's got the advantage there? So 7-Up is on 8 points in their block. Whereas Rampage... And their last two are against... Uh Oh, they... Wait. No, wait. What, who is that? Oh, against Lollipop. So they are going to go to 10. Right, so they can lose here. Regardless. Yeah, so they can lose yes. here to Rampage. GE. Then... They'll go to 11. Yeah. Rampage. Well, they're probably going through anyway, so you can send them through. Yeah, they haven't lost a match yet. Wow. And they aren't going to, because they have <laughs> Cosmic Games. Yeah. I imagine they go through, and then they end up losing. Probably. To somebody. Like, they probably go undefeated. They probably do the Shingo run, where they go undefeated and then lose mm. <laughs> in the final. I mean, yeah. Yes, maybe. It'll be I don't know. Um, the next match, then, is Queen's Quest... 
the team of uh, Utami Haishishita, Sayaka Matani, and Azumi versus Chairman Ram, Mayuki, and Micah Ozaki. Um, we kind of know now that uh, Rebel X Enemy are going to win. This Queen's Quest has yes. to fumble. Um, they have to fumble. Yes. Uh, the next show then to preview is on the 12th of February. This is in Shizuoka uh, in Messe. They have in the opener, they don't even have graphics for this show. That's how little they care about it. Oh my god. Um, so they have Tam Nakano versus Saya Kamatani. What a crazy <laughs> crazy match yeah. <laughs> like i i because like i said my browser doesn't auto translate so i'm like reading the kanji i'm just like wait a minute mm -hmm. really oh fuck <laughs> that's a wild match uh sigh over yuna yeah yeah sure why not um the match after that then is natsupoi minishirakawa and mariah may representing the cosmic angels versus koguma momokogo and hanan so um that's kind of interesting um we'll see how natsupoi yeah does with tribe um i assume that's a cosmic angels win because kogomo komomo yes. and hanan is very much a b team um the stars a team then is in action it's mayu hazuki and saida versus natsuko tora momo Anabe, and saki kashima so, um probably a gold ship win because they're in the they're in the league and the other team aren't yeah um man yeah the match after that then is uh, Shiri, Mirai, and Amisore versus Utami, Hayashishita, Azumi, and Kevin. So that's a Rampage win. Yes, it is. Uh, the match after that is a Triangle Derby match. It is the Barry Barry Bombers versus Mahime with C. Um, I don't know. Maybe Barry Barry Bombers? They also don't have the fucking graph on here. Hold yeah. on. Um... I don't know. I feel like my this is my Himi would see's last match together. Okay. This so something might pop off. Oh, possibly. So yeah. Uh, well, would they pop off in Shizuoka? That's such, <laughs> <laughs> such a funny. <laughs> I'm a pop off in Shizuoka. Watch me. Watch me do it. Um, I don't know. Maybe like I. What's the what's the projected main event? It's lollipop unit. Yeah, that's not main eventing. I imagine this will be the main right. event. Um, so they could. I mean, like it's it's possible that like I feel like something's gonna happen because Lady C has been tweeting about how she's so sad that this tag that this goddamn tag league is ending. Right. Um, and they're like, you know, you could just hang out with us forever if you want. She's like, nah, but like so she's, she's got homie DDM after is what we're getting at. It's possible. Okay, that's great. Um, the main event then of this show is uh, another Triangle Derby match. It is Starlight Kid, Haruka Umasaki, and Raka versus Waka Skiyama, Rina Amikura, and Yuko Sakurai of Lollipop. The same main event. Maybe not, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Unique Glare is winning because Waka. They are. I think that's the last Lollipop match. Ah, oh, that is disappointing. They're like the best team of this entire tournament. Oh, wait, no, no, no. There's, there's one more. They have Ray seven up Jeebus. at oh, the end. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a Corkin, isn't it? Yes, it is the 17th. Yes. Um, all right. So, uh, wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. Never mind. Hold on. These fucking graphs are too small. That's not the 17th. What the fuck day is it? It's the 17th. They're wrestling. It's the 16th. Walk is wrestling in an eye at the Corkin. Okay, whatever. I like, I, for whatever reason, they decided to put like the smallest, uh, tables the table. on the show. <laughs> I've seen it. It's frustrating. Um, anyway. 
that is this weekend's action in the Triangle Derby. I don't think anybody even still cares about this tournament. Like, nobody is enjoying it. It is really funny. Um, the final will be fun, I'm sure. Yeah, but I'm sure they'll go out a little bit. We will be back next week to review these house shows begrudgingly. And we're going to preview... The, the, the one house show that's yeah. up, let's be realistic. Uh, we're going we're gonna to preview then the Cork and Hall show, which is kind of like the, the last Triangle Derby show because they, they stopped doing Triangle Derby matches, I think, after that for a little bit. Um, yeah. And then we'll preview. There's like two. There's like a midweek show the next week. It is very awkward, but we will figure that out next week. Um, that, I think it is time to close the show. Yes, indeed. Did we forget any bits? We did the we did the first marriage one. We did the Kevin one. Yeah. We did ones along the way. I talked about how I told Velke to eat shit. Oh. Um, the Stardom card party. Stardom card party. We did do that. Uh, you know, a long term storyline now. It's my addiction. There's got. There's got to be one about like. Did I simp for Micah this week or something? I don't know. There's. I think you simped for them enough with your description of their match. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we're good. All right, okay. Well, with that, it's time to close the show. If you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Joe. Joe.